Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Um, Australian journalist and investigator Ross Coltart, uh, during a recent interview, uh, indicated that he believes, based on his interviews with uh, insiders from the Pentagon, that the UFO disclosure will occur uh, within 12 to 18 months. That will bring us somewhere late 2024 to early 2025 when UFO disclosure will occur. Um, in an inter interview last year, uh, John Ramirez, a retired CIA official, uh, for he was with the CIA for 25 years, was on podcast UFO live shows with Martin Willis, uh, who, 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 by the way, I, I just was uh, on there last night myself. Uh, John, uh, Martin Willis interviewed me for his show, and uh, I'll leave the link for that so you could check it out. Uh, but a year ago, uh, he was on there, Ramirez was on that show, and he said that uh, he believes that there's going to be some sort of big show of extraterrestrials in 2027. So if disclosure happens by late 2024, early 2025, that only leaves us about two years uh, to prepare the people out there who really don't think about this subject at all, who don't uh, believe that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. It only gives them about two, gives us about two years to prepare everybody for something that's going to go down, according to Ramirez, in 2027. Uh, that's not a lot of time. That's why we should have had disclosure a long time ago. Uh, it's also been intimated by Ramirez uh, a year ago, last year, late last year, that um, it's it, this is a belief within the government. There are people within the Pentagon that actually believe that something is going to happen in uh, 2027. I'm going to go to this article here from uh, from How and Wise. It's written by Vicki Verma, who does a good job uh, reporting on the UFO phenomenon. And uh, he was talking about the interview that uh, Ramirez had with Martin Willis and what was stated there in that interview. Uh, and it says here, um, something is coming in 2027. On podcast UFO with Martin Willis, Ramirez claimed that the government is aware of an appending event in 2027, which will reveal something quite significant, so people are being prepared. That's the reason, according to Ramirez. That's why uh, in 2017, the Pentagon, the those videos were leaked by the Pen for somebody within the Pentagon, uh, as an effort to kickstart some s disclosure, the disclosure that we're seeing right now, uh, this slow disclosure. Uh, and uh, because they believe, somebody believes within the Pentagon, according to Ramirez, and how, how should we doubt someone like Ramirez, somebody who spent 25 years in the CIA? Why would he be saying these kind of things, that something's going to happen in 2027? I don't usually subscribe to these kind of uh, predictions. I mean, we get predictions a lot from a lot of uh, religious groups saying that the, the end is going to happen on... Uh, October 31st, and, you know, you hear stuff like that all the time, and then October 31st rolls around, nothing ever happens, and then they change the date. They just keep fooling the people that uh, uh, that they're preaching to and getting more money from them, and, you know, but I don't think this is a, this is a different story. For some reason, Ramirez believes that in 2027, or the people that he knows within the Pentagon believe that in 2027 something is going to happen. We can only speculate on what that is going to be. Is it going to be some sort of display for some reason? That the extraterrestrials that are here are going to put on some big display? How do they know this? What makes them think that this is going to happen? But that's what uh, Ramirez stated. Anyway, continuing with this article, he says here, he has been stating that there is a presence on Earth, which, which he refers to as demonic. Well, let me just stop there for a second. I don't agree with that. I don't know how, I mean, 
demonic. I mean, if they're beings from other worlds, I mean, basically that's suggesting that they're from hell. But anyway, who are just projecting their own belief systems to make us disbelieve in what we believe. Willis asked Ramirez what would happen if there, are ma if there was a mass landing. Would we just simply prepare for a conflict or would we actually initiate something? Uh, and here was his response. He says, I think the dialogue we have now in this country, even with the recent legislation that passed through the legislature and is on its way up to the president's desk. Well, let me stop there for a second. He's talking about the, uh, the National Defense Authorization Act bill of last year that was passed that had that language in it uh, for, that provided whistleblower protection. Uh, is preparing the U.S. population and, by extension, the world population for the reality that there is a presence here that we need to explain. If they show up and we continue to do what we did before in previous decades, there will be mass panic. However, if we understand that these are real and we have five years from 2022, or maybe now four years, if they come in 2027, for the U.S. government to prepare the people about what is up there. In many ways, I think the word got out within the government that they're showing up in 2027 and we better be prepared. If not, there's going to be a lot of explaining to do. So I think that dialogue has happened within certain areas inside the government that we need to prepare. That's why in 2017, that set a lot of... That set a clock of 10 years, and why Lou Elizondo earlier in this year said, just find a hobby for five years, and it will be out in five years. And he said that this year, so that was 2027. I've heard 2027 in an official capacity, and I can't reveal, so I would say that people in the government are aware of something happening, and there's limited time, a few more years to prepare the people. That's what's wrapping up this acceleration from the previous seven decades of not even acknowledging it to now acknowledging it at a faster and faster pace. So he was suggesting that something is going to happen in 2027. Aliens are coming. They're showing up in 2027. What are they showing up for? To do what? What's what? I mean, and how do people in the government, how do they come to this conclusion? If what Ramirez is stating is correct, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, again, he was 25 years with the CIA. Uh, I mean, he has uh, a pretty good resume. He's... Uh, he was served from 1984 to 2009 in the CIA Directorate of Science and Technology, Directorate of Intelligence, and the ODNI National Counter Proliferation Center. So it's that's you know that's big time, right? I mean, this is somebody from the government coming forward and saying in 2027 aliens are showing up, showing up to do what? That's my question. What are they going to do if they're showing up in 2027? Now, this article that I'm talking about, this is this is from nine months ago. And that interview, that was from last December uh, with, with uh, Martin Willis. So, but again, I asked this question, what, what, what are the, what's the plan? I'm wondering, you know, I think we should know. I think maybe the science, if this is the case, if this is real, what John Ramirez is stating, then how come we're not being, how, how come disclosure hasn't happened yet? Why do we have to wait, as Ross Coltart indicates, uh, why do we have to wait another 12 to 18 months why do we have to wait till early 2025 to finally let all the world know the reality of the presence here i mean why not let them know now uh so when, with, with what if something does happen in 2027 people aren't caught with their pants down this episode is brought to you by snapple welcome to the snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite snapple flavor you can't wait you take a sip whoa that's a lot of flavor mm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Now, anyway, uh, there, yeah, there was an article here, another article from Vicky Verma. And this just was from last week. And uh, when actually uh, he was, uh, Coltart uh, was actually on a, with uh, talking with the radio host, talkback radio host for Melbourne, Neil Mitchell. And uh, Mitchell asked, uh, questioned Coltart about the evidence he had personally seen or whether he was relying solely on secondhand reports. Coltart replied, this is why I'm not 100%. I try and talk a little bit legalistically. I don't believe that we're beyond reasonable doubt yet. I think on the balance of probabilities, yes, I do think that we have what are called biologics. I do think that we have recovered biological material and bodies. And I've actually spoken to people who've told me that they've even seen the bodies. So he's been given information, Coltart, by insiders that, yes, it's true. So he's seen enough. He knows, right? Uh, and he goes on here, it says he acknowledged that he had not personally witnessed UFOs or bodies, but had formed his opinion based on the accounts of numerous individuals who had provided evidence over the course of several years. These individuals, some of whom have testified under oath, have described encounters with entities that fit the classic description of greys. It says, most of the descriptions that I've heard concur with the classic gray shape, the large head, enormous eyes, very little, if any, nose. Barely discernible slit of a mouth, no ears. Essentially, the classic three-foot to four-foot high gray. And then Coltart speculated about the possibility of the UFO truth becoming public knowledge in the near future, suggesting that within 12 to 18 months, the world might have a clearer understanding of the mysterious phenomenon of UAP and UFOs. And here's his quote. He says, I think that the world will probably know publicly within, I suspect, 12 to 18 months. Um, <clears throat> now, again, I asked this question. I wonder if that's the case, then, I mean, why the wait? Why is the government continuing to just play this game? Why is the secret control group to continuing to play this game? If something, if, if, uh, what John Ramirez says is true, which I don't know. I mean, again, he's somebody who was with the CIA. I mean, you haven't really heard anybody else come forward from the government and saying what he's saying is absolutely crackpot and not not true we have no idea where he's gotten that information you really haven't seen that right i mean this guy is retired cia and he makes that statement and he's saying 2027 something's going to happen what's that going to be i mean is it going to be uh they're going to come down they're going to land on the white house lawn like a lot of uh some people believe like in the mainstream media is that what's going to happen i don't think so no that's that's absolutely absurd uh, they're going to come down and say, take me to your leader. Uh, we're here on a friendly mission, uh, a friendly visit. I, I don't see that. That's absurd. That's out of a, that's something out of a cartoon. Um, so it, it could be something bad. I mean, it would you would think, right? I mean, I mean, if there, if, if there's concern about getting the world prepared and uh, people's minds open to this idea before 2027, and that's why. Uh, this slow disclosure started in 2017 then maybe it's time to why wait any longer why why we should have had this already why wait another 12 to 18 months as uh, stated by ross coltart i mean that's what he must be getting from the insiders he's been talking to so i'm trying to figure out what's the point in waiting if there's going to be something happening why wait 
maybe maybe i mean say say they say nothing and, and maybe say ramirez is correct that something is going to happen in 2027 uh, and nothing is said the world is just go, goes blind uh moves blindly right into the year 2027 and then they show up just like ramirez says there's going to be mass panic there are billions on this planet who have they don't think about this subject billions of people I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Billions and billions of people who don't even consider this as, they think it's a joke. Uh, be, that's because of the uh, programs put into place you know, years ago, uh, like by the, uh, by the CIA back in the 50s, right? The Robertson panel, you know, the, let's, uh, let's uh, debunk it all. Let's stigmatize the whole thing and make, make it sound crazy. And it's basically, that, that's been pre- basically maintained for many, many years. It really wasn't until 2017 where uh, there was the effort to uh, begin the slow disclosure process. But here, we're still, we're, we're years into that now. Why are we still, we're, maybe we're dragging our feet a little bit here. I mean, I know that there's something here. A lot of people out there who've researched know that there's something here. Maybe it's time to let the public know, particularly the scientific community, uh, because uh, more heads are better than one, uh, and or better than the several that are, are, are huddled up in the secret control group. Uh, I think the entire scientific community needs to know if there's going to be something happening in 2027, then maybe everybody should know about that. I mean, could it be something really bad? I mean, when uh, I could speculate here now, uh, we could talk about uh, the things uh, that David M. Jacobs has, has stated. He's a, a temple professor, retired, who did research for decades uh, with the alien abduction phenomena, talked to thousands of alien abductees, hypnotized well over a thousand of them, written several books on the subject. Uh, uh, he's come to the conclusion, as we've talked about many times, that there's a hybridization program ongoing. Uh, that there's gray beings, short grays act out as the workers, the taller grays do the examinations of abductees uh, and medical uh, procedures, and then there's uh, reptilians, they do the same apparently, and then there are uh, overseeing all of this are these gray beings, or excuse me, these uh, praying mantis beings, uh, insect, insect-like, look like uh, praying mantises or ants, right, that they're standing in the shadows apparently in charge. And they create these uh, hybrid beings, uh, half alien, half human. And there's some among us right now that uh, Jacob says says are called. Uh, they're, they're, they look so human-like that they're. He call, he refers to them as hybrids because you wouldn't be able to recognize anything different about them. They're in, they're among us right now. Uh, and uh, why would they do that? Maybe because they wanted to have uh, their agents spread all through this globe uh, in preparation perhaps for something that might happen maybe i mean jacobs talks about uh there's uh, these extraterrestrials uh, talk about a big change that they they tell some of these abductees that in uh, at some point very near in the future there's going to be some change what's that change entail is that change is that 20 uh, 27 is that what we're going to get then is that when the big change is going to happen is that what Ramirez is, and people in the uh, in the government are concerned about? Is that they know something somehow about this? See, that's why. Again, this is wild speculation, and I know it's it sounds. I I don't like it. I, I think it sounds terrible, but because of the ongoing cover up, this is what you get. I mean, we have people, someone like John Ramirez from the government, saying last year, twenty twenty seven, something's going to happen. Now that guy worked. Worked for the CIA 25 years, and he's saying this. Um, you have Ross Coltart saying that he believes that uh, 
based on this information he's received that within 12 to 18 months, there will be uh, finally disclosure that the world will know based on what he's been learning from insiders. Uh, we've heard stuff like this before. Whether any, any of this is going to happen or not, we just don't know. I mean, for all I know, 2027 could get here. And just like a lot of these other predictions we've received from different people over the years, from like religious people who, who say the end of the world is going to happen on such and such a date, then that date arrives and nothing at all happens. Could be just like that. 2027 could arrive here. No no aliens en masse show up. And that, that could be the case too. I'm just wondering... Uh, What's going on here, and and why if that? But if that is the case, well, why not just end this right now? I mean, even if it isn't the case, why not end this whole uh, cover up right now? Why 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 drag this out? Why do it slowly? I mean, what if they ha- what if it happens tomorrow? What if uh, the people in the government who say it, they think it's going to be twenty twenty seven are completely off off base and it's twenty twenty three? Right? What if what if that's the case and it happens tomorrow? There's going to be mass panic. That would be mass panic because there'd be so many people just caught unprepared. They're going to go ape. But I guess here's the other thing about it too. If it's something bad, right? If it is like this change, like David Jacobs talks about, then, well, um, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I think we'd all be probably done for. Uh, who knows? Who knows what that, that entails? What, what it would entail? I don't know. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there in the UFO community who think that these beings are here for friendly purposes. That could be the case too. I mean, it seems like they are they are concerned, like we were talking about in the previous podcast, about how they do have an interest in our nuclear power plants and nuclear missiles. There's a concern about uh, our use of that technology and what we might do to this planet, to ourselves. It seems like there is a concern. Uh, with that but maybe the concern isn't for us particularly maybe it's for the planet and they don't want this planet marred by uh nuclear fallout uh because maybe because they're they, they have their uh own plans for the future and they want to use this planet as their new place of uh their new home their new habitat and uh they maybe maybe 2027 is when the the cavalry arrives maybe right now all we got is just uh some Right, but there's uh, they're going to be arriving in force. The the rest of their comrades are going to get here in force in 2027, and then the institute the change and basically uh, obliterate the humans, most of the human race, and maybe keep a few of us around as slaves. I guess. I mean, I'm just saying this is all pure speculation. Of course, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I have a lot of questions about that too. I mean, some of the questions when you hear s- stories like Ramirez. Uh, 2027 uh, prediction uh, that that's when something's going to happen. You know, I, but okay, are all these aliens in cahoots then? Because anyone who's done the research, it's more than just gray aliens. I mean, it's there's a lot of other ones it seems that are coming here. Uh, uh, maybe these gray beings and the praying mantises that control them. Maybe they have more power. Maybe they're more advanced than any of the other ones that are coming here, and they've claimed this planet for their own and. Uh, there's just so much speculation. Uh, that's why we need to have the truth already. This is absolutely absurd uh, that we uh, we're playing this game. Uh, I don't know. 2027 could be tomorrow. Could be tonight. Maybe tonight. Who knows? Yeah, something. Any, any day now. Anything. Someday we're gonna have some sort of a event where it's gonna become undeniable. One of these events that we had in the past, something like a UFO uh, over Fe- a Phoenix Lights incident. We're gonna have something like that again. And next time. 
right? When that happens, something like that happens, you're going to have, you know, hundreds, maybe if not thousands of cell phones all at the same time filming, filming this from different vantage points and then it's going to be a done deal and everyone's going to know and then there's going to be panic because the government, well, they're going to say they know nothing. Uh, uh, we, we can't explain it. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? That's why it's better. It was always better to tell the truth. It makes sense. It makes sense early on. I understand 40, 1947, the early 50s. Maybe it was the, the the best move was to not tell anybody, to keep it secret, to study this privately till you got some sort of grip on it. But it, the governments, governments of the world have waited too long, way too long. It seems like we're uh, we're at the end here. I mean, what what are you gonna do? Uh, I don't see how you could prepare the the world within just a two year period. You need to tell the truth now, uh, not later, uh, not not a year and a half before a potential display uh, or 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 worse, a potential change. Uh, we, the human race needs to be uh, alerted to this, particularly the scientific community. And uh, anyway. I want to talk about something else I heard uh, yesterday. I was watching Richard Dolan's podcast on YouTube. I'll leave the link for it so you can check it out for yourself. And he was talking about uh, uh, David Grush and uh, crash retrievals, reverse engineering, uh, biologics, uh, the recovery of uh, alien biologics. And he was pointing out the fact that uh, what David Grush had said basically jibes with uh, stories that have gone on in the past. Uh, uh, with with re, 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 reports uh, uh, in the past of these programs that were uh, researchers had had uncovered, like the late Leonard Stringfield, in the uh, uh, he did a lot of research in this in, in the late seventies into the early nineties until his death. Uh, he talked to a lot of different insiders, received a lot of information uh, about crash retrievals, and all of it jives with what David Grush was talking about. Now, of course, a lot of people have issues with David Grush because. He basically was saying things that a lot of us already suspected, a lot of us already uh, knew about, read about. You know, a lot of investigators had talked about. Without, I mean, had he provided some end-all evidence during these hearings, that might have been a lot different. But I still say that I believe David Grush really, uh, really uh, uh, did uh, see stuff and, and talk to people. He did, really did. He's, he was testifying under oath, and as we know, there are at least thirty other whistleblowers behind the scenes. Uh, who have more even direct uh, knowledge of these activities of crash retrievals and reverse engineering programs. So there's something to it. But Dolan was talking about that. And one of the things he he was talking about, one of the uh, stories from Leonard Stringfield, there was a, uh, that I thought was really interesting, was a, a radar operator for the Air Force who was uh, at a base in New Jersey. And one day it was him and some others were brought into a military theater and they were showing a film. And this was in 1953. This happened. Uh, they were showing a film of uh, of a crashed disc in the desert, someplace uh, of alien bodies, alien bodies in a tent. Uh, they were not briefed on this before they were shown the film. And when the film was over, they weren't debriefed. There was no context given at all, uh, and there was no explanation for it. They just and then they went on their merry way. And uh, Richard was talking about, like, was this a test? A test? Uh, this is this how the control group gets people to? Uh, uh, is that how they en- uh, enlist people to work for them? To work in re- crash retrieval uh, programs, or is that how they do it? Uh, they bring people in and then see how they react after they show them something like this. 
Uh, and maybe this guy who later talked to Leonard Stringfield, he that's that he that was all he ever saw. They never nobody ever approached him after that with any more information about that. Uh, and was it a test, and did he fail the test? And apparently, according to uh, Richard Dolan, this happened many times. This what this, this was just one case. There was other similar cases like this where people are shown stuff, but there's no briefing on it or debriefing after they're shown it, and then they just go on their merry way. Like, why do they do that? Is that how they recruit? people to work in the secret control group to re, you know to, to be on call to, to recover alien craft is that what's going on behind the scenes i thought that was really interesting uh, i think that's a, that's probably what it was i think it was some sort of a test and uh, sometimes the people fail it maybe that guy uh, in 1953 maybe they they watched him closely after this as well as any of the other ones that they showed the film to and then they see if they relate this information to anyone and or talk about it or you know who knows how the test works uh i just thought that was really interesting and really strange uh but anyway it's just another it proves another point though that i mean that's just so one of many many stories about crash retrievals and and reverse engineering and or excuse me crash retrievals and the recovery of alien bodies uh, more proof added to the mountain of evidence, more witness testimony. Of course, it's not absolute end-all proof, but when you put it all together, it, it tells a story. And uh, there's most certainly been crash retrievals ongoing for many years, and it's time for the governments to finally tell that and reveal that truth. Because again, if someone like uh, John Ramirez is correct and something's coming down the pike, uh, within the next uh, few years, I think it's time. Uh, why wait like uh, another 12 to 18 months uh, as intimated by uh, Ross Coltart? I, I would rather see it happen sooner rather than later, particularly so the scientific community is uh, brought on board and so they could uh, try to figure out uh, what to do when whatever is going to happen in 2027 happens, if in fact anything does happen. Okay, uh, uh, moving on, I want to talk about my uh, most recent podcast uh, from last night. Now, it's only been on there. It's not even been on a full day yet. Uh, but that episode was called Extraterrestrial Interest and in Nuclear Technology Central to Episode 4 of Spielberg's Encounters. Uh, and this was on the episode Lights Over Fukushima. And that, folk, that episode focused on uh, UFO sightings that occurred after... Uh, the explosion of the Fukushima nuclear power plant in 2011 uh, after an earthquake and tsunami. I actually made a mistake in the question I asked here. I said, where do you rank light lights of Fukushima? It should have been lights over Fukushima. But anyway, the question was, where do you rank lights of Fukushima among the four-episode documentary series encounters? So far at this point, I have, let me refresh it here, uh, 33 votes with 28 days left. Uh, four people or 12.1% believe that was the best episode. There was a lot of people that thought it was the best episode. Uh, six people or 18.2% say it was the second best episode of this, of this four-part series. Uh, uh, nine people or 27.3% say it's the third best episode. And 14 people or 42.4% say it was the worst episode of the bunch. And I have to agree with the majority on this. As everyone knows who listened to that podcast, I thought it was the weakest of the episodes. I gave the entire series a three and a half star uh, rating. Uh, I gave the first episode, which focused on the uh, Stephenville, Texas uh, incident sightings of 2008. I gave that one four stars. I gave the second episode, which focused on aerial school, three and a half stars. I gave the third episode, which focused on the Broadhaven Haven. 
uh, triangle, uh, uh, the 1977 incident in a Welsh little village called Broad, Welsh village called Broadhaven. I gave that one four stars. I thought that one was the best of the st- uh, shows there. But the last episode, I didn't like it that much because I thought it dealt too much with spirituality. It delved too much into spirituality, spirituality and religion. I thought it needed to focus more on uh, extraterrestrials, which I didn't think it did. I didn't think it. Did, I didn't think it did a good job with that. But that's where I am with that. Uh, I, I like that show overall. It was great. I loved it uh, overall. But anyway, I want to say thank you for joining me. Until next time. <laughs>